Welcome to Off the Court, a show dedicated to making you the best version of yourself as a player and as a person. I'm Coach Jack, CEO and owner of Close the Gate Hoops. If you're trying to take your life and game to the next level, this is the podcast for you. Let's get it. We are live again, gatekeepers. What up? Back at you with another episode of Off the Court. We currently have 53 five-star reviews on Apple Podcasts. We'd love it if you listen to our podcast a lot to leave us a review to help us get ranked. We have over 3,000 listens on our podcast, which is extremely exciting. But again, our goal is to influence as many lives as possible. So we're hoping that you guys, that that gatekeepers listening, um, if you have, if this podcast has helped make an impact on your life for the better. Um, we love if you could get back to us as well. So today we have an awesome topic called constant self-improvement. Um, and this is one that uh, reaches home to me a lot because this last year, really, I've had an obsession um, with self-improvement and the ways to become my best self. Um, and this is one thing Coach Aaron and Coach Connor both touched on um, when we talked about balance and the seven wheels of life. I asked them to pick one area that they could be better at and they both pick intellectually. And that is the number one piece um, to becoming your best self is just gaining more knowledge and more knowledge that is relative and that is the smartest knowledge that's going to grow yourself faster. Um, So to start, um, for me personally, the number one thing that I have completely flipped a switch on since I was a kid that has made me um, grow extremely fast in self-improvement is reading. I used to hate reading. Um, And the main reason for this is I swear I have dyslexia. I've never been diagnosed, but I'll read some things and I just cannot read it sometimes, um, mainly for lack of focus. And I just get letters mixed up um, here and there. But when I was a kid, I, I would hate reading. I remember on the ACT, that was by far my worst score. My math was insanely high, and then I got my reading. That was insanely low, so mm-hmm. my ACT wasn't the greatest. Um, but I've completely flipped the switch on that because I'm now trying to read about things that I know will help me co- become that better person and are more relevant to me. And that's why you have to be smart about what you're using for self-improvement. And this goes with basketball, right? And it seems like a, a stupid example and something that you don't think you'd be able to take advantage of. But like if you're a basketball player, right, and you read all these books about tennis, they're obviously not going to get you to an outcome of becoming a better basketball player, right? That's a very simple example. But it's the same concept goes to reading. And you have to be very smart about what you read um, to grow faster. And I've talked about this before, but audiobooks is also a thing that's changed my life. And I, I found, about, found out about Amazon Audible, and I now listen to a ton of books. But the key to all this for me has been taking advantage of in-between time throughout my day. And a great example of this is the car ride, right? Most people send the car ride listening to music, actually over listening to music. So they actually lose the dopamine they would have gotten in the first place to the songs they like. But I take advantage of that car ride to um, become smarter. And a lot of the times, the thing that the things that you use the most are um, some knowledge and videos and podcasts that you listen to that you weren't necessarily looking for, but they were still relevant to your topic. So kind of like random things that you actually use later on in your life, but you knew you weren't looking for that specific answer, if that makes sense. A perfect example of this was um, the podcast me and Connor listened to recently um, with Matthew McConaughey. And he was talking, he sent me down this rabbit hole to another book that was called The Greatest Salesman in the World. And this book is, I encourage you all to read it, but Matthew McConaughey, if you don't know who that is, is a a very famous actor, but he's a very um, motivational speaker and 
huge on self-improvement like we're talking about right now. But he said the book that changed his life, and of course it's a book, right? Reading's the best way to become more um, self-improved, is uh, this book he read religiously every morning and every every morning, every lunch, and every night for 10 straight months. And that's what the book tells you to do. So what this book is, it's these scrolls of affirmations. And if you don't know what affirmations is, geek, gatekeepers, I've talked about it before, but it's like, I am going to be my best self today. I am going to adapt and overcome. I am going to do my best and forget the rest. So it's basically reaffirming in your own brain and affirming what you want to be and what you want to do that day, right? Um, and so what he does is he would reread these scrolls in The Greatest Salesman in the World every single morning, lunch, and dinner. But he wouldn't just read these mindlessly. He would actually think about them. Here's Matthew McConaughey, who is an actor, and, and um, he's reading about a book that appears not to be relevant to him, but it's this book that actually changes his life through these affirmations. And an example he gives, one time he was at a party at like at like one in the morning and his book was like two hours away. He drove all the way to his house that night and went back to the to the same college party house that he was at so that he could read the book for <laughs> ten straight months. Which is which is absolutely insane. But what I'm gonna do right now It's dedication. That is dedication. What I'm gonna do right now is pull up some of the scrolls. But this is a perfect example of how reading increases your knowledge and increases the scope <laughs> of what you can actually do with your life. Well, I totally agree because like the, my, whenever we're like preparing to do one of these podcasts, whenever I like start to, we come up with a topic and I start to research it. I learned so much just from reading online about like mm -hmm. all these new things. And like, I, I mean, I feel like I know a lot about like whenever I pick a topic, but then I start reading things and I, I start thinking, I'm like, I've never thought about it in that way or mm -hmm. things like that. And it's super fun. And like, I've said this before, but I'm like five <laughs> times smarter of a person than I was that I am now than I was in high school because mm -hmm. all I cared about was the grade, right? Mm -hmm. So you weren't actually um, inspired and wanted to attain the knowledge that you were learning. Mm -hmm. Where now I'm out of college, right? And I want to be my best self. So everything I'm learning, I really, really want to learn. So then I obviously attain that information more, making me way better and way smarter human being. And you're like, you're doing it with a purpose. Exactly. Rather than just getting things done. And it's that push-pull theory that I think we talked about in the first podcast. Where I, I do remember that. Yeah. yeah, where if someone's pushing it on you, right, you don't want to learn that information as much. Yeah, yeah. But when you're pulling yourself to do it, mm. you're going to learn the information way more and become um, much more self-improved. Yes. And it's always, it's always quality over quantity. You want to learn quality information over learning a ton of information, mm -hmm. which is kind of what you talked about with... with the tennis, the tennis book or whatever. Like yeah, you, yeah, don't yeah. Wanna, you don't want to, you don't want to, you want to be learning things that'll actually help you, or you want to mm -hmm. be doing things that with a purpose that'll actually help you rather than just like, for sure, doing it to do it. We'll go back to the greatest salesman in the world. Gatekeepers is I just wanted to read um, some of the affirmations that he would read in this book religiously every single day for 10 months. Um, one of them's I will greet this day with love in my heart. The next one is I will persist until I succeed. And it says this like 10 times and he's repeating this self, these to himself in his head. I am nature's greatest miracle. I will live this day as if it is my last. That's a good one. Today I'll be master of all my emotions. And that's just an example um, 
of what this is doing. But what affirmations do is when you're going throughout your day, since you repeated these, when you're reading them, your brain actually thinks of them in those situations. So an example of if you repeated the affirmation, I will live this day as if it is my last. Say, for example, right, you're scared of going on. I remember when I was a kid, I was scared to um, jet ski or something, something like that. That's um, outside my comfort zone. If I repeated that affirmation in my head, I will live this day as if it was my last, right? So I'm super uncomfortable wanting to ride this jet ski because I'm scared of it for no reason. That affirmation will pop up in my head. Mm -hmm. um, so that's an example of how that can actually change you throughout your life. Um, or like when we were, when we were, me, Jack, and Connor, we all took a trip down to New Orleans and we were kind of, before we were, before we went, we were kind of stressing about money, how much it was going to cost and stuff. But like, mm -hmm. we were just kind of thinking, you know, what, what other chance are we going to get to go to New Orleans? Mm -hmm. You know, we got to, especially while we're, while we're young. 100%. So I, I do have a, a few more things that I want to talk about on how I constantly self-improve myself, but I wanted to let um, Coach Connor and Coach Aaron talk about how they could do a better job of becoming more self-improved. Yeah. So, so actually, since I started working for for CTG, I've been trying to work on becoming more productive and I've learned a lot just by working here about how to become more productive. And that's probably the thing that I'm working on the most still to this day. I wake up and I feel like I have 30 million things to do when, right when I wake up, but then, you know, it, it slowly, the list slowly starts to dwindle. But right now productivity and a lot of the things that I've, I've, I've learned from CTG is writing down things, having goals, having attainable goals, you know, causing myself or forcing myself to, to fail and be better. Things like that are all, are all how I've learned to become more productive, I guess. One, one, uh, I saw this on a video the other day is, um, one of the most, uh, dopamine things that you can do to your brain and dopamine is that like little spike of happiness or excitement is doing something productively and crossing it off your to-do list which when you think about it, it's so true. There's honestly no better feeling than that when you do get all that stuff done off your list. Yeah, it's like getting done with your exams or something like that. I mean, you're pumped, right? Uh-huh, exactly. For me, like Aaron said, ever since starting and working with CTG, I've definitely become more productive and my self-improvement has definitely increased in many ways but it's like the little things i mean before ctg working with ctg i was productive i'd get my stuff done get my schoolwork done but after like joining ctg and seeing like the things jack does i mean obviously i'm not going to wake up at 3 30 in the morning i think that's that's a little out of my league but jack definitely has influenced me in a great way on self-improvement just the little things doing um things the right way don't take don't skip um don't take shortcuts just the little things i think has definitely improved my life and my improvement um i think that's good that both of you said that i kind of overlooked productivity while writing down the outline for this podcast that's something i kind of uh mastered at an early age earlier than most that's probably step one to becoming the most self-improved person that you can be um but one more thing i wanted to add what were you saying what was connor saying earlier in the middle of that oh yeah, yeah, yeah. i know what i was gonna say now so about productivity what most people don't understand when they get in the real the the real world like ctg's to-do list is infinite um <laughs> based on what our goals are 
right? Mm-hmm. When we get all these things done, there's always more that we can do to be to constantly improve. Mm-hmm. It's a little different in terms of school when once you're done with your exams, you're done, right? Like our huge thing on our to-do list lately has been 3v3. Once 3v3 is done, it's not like we're just going to stop there. Mm-hmm. It's gonna, it's it's constant improvement. It's it's um I mean our goal is it doesn't have a cap on it. Meaning we're trying to influence as many lives as possible. I mean, the I'm, the cap would be everyone in the world, right? That's that's not a realistic attainable goal, but there isn't a number on it, right? So obviously our to-do list is um infinite. So that's why it's very important when you do have a to-do list that's never ending that you master productivity. Mm-hmm. Um, I like, Jack, how you said that productivity is kind of step one to that because I've noticed as I become more productive, other facets of my life improve as well. Mm-hmm. Like, I mean, I could like to definitely the biggest one would be that my mood has improved insanely. Like mm-hmm. after after starting to work on my productivity, like because because when I'm when I wasn't productive or when I was struggling with that, it felt like I was always under some kind of stress. I was always, you know, trying to catch up in my life. Now that I've worked on becoming more productive, it feels like I have more free time. I'm more free. I can, you know, have fun. You know, it's a lot better, I guess. I'm, I'm, I'm in a lot better mood and things like that. And there's, I, there's plenty of other facets of my life that have improved from that as well. I mean, I think a lot of that stems from no regrets, right? When you're productive, you're doing everything you can to um, mm-hmm. improve at whatever you're doing. So you're obviously not stressed. Mm-hmm. I think a lot of people, when they're not productive, they're stressed about what they could have done better mm-hmm. or what they could have done differently, right? Um, to be that better person. Oh yeah. So that's why I think it, it, it's, it is such a huge mood changer when you go from a non-productive person mm-hmm. to a productive person for sure. So that was, that was a great point. Aaron. And obviously being productive, you're going to, the, the, I mean, the whole definition of being productive is doing things to improve yourself. And mm-hmm. so that you're obviously going to just improve naturally from becoming more productive because you're going to be able to improve quicker. And, and what that's, people, sorry, Aaron. no, go ahead what people don't understand is that it's exponential. We talked about that in atomic habits, like the 1% to the 365th power is like you get 38 times better a year or something crazy like mm. that. If you're constantly focusing on improvement. Yeah. Um, Cause it just gets bigger and bigger and bigger and bigger. Yeah. And it's like a, it's not a, it's not like a huge thing right away, but you, you can slowly see yourself start to improve. Like, like you, everybody has to start somewhere. Like you might think like some people will start from the very bottom, you know, they could be in a very terrible spot, but you can still improve from wherever you are. Mm-hmm. If that makes sense. 100%. Connor, is there something you want to add on um, the mental health aspect of self-improvement? Yeah. Um, I guess Aaron, you did touch on that a little bit, but that's good. Just uh I guess add on to mental health. Like there's, I know people in my life who, I guess for me first, I'm not like, I don't think I'm super down on myself. Do you guys think I'm super down on myself? Yes. Yes. We're just kidding. We're messing with them. Okay. But (laughs) I know people in my life who are just super down on themselves. And like, while that may make them, who they are, why they're hardworking and like why they're determined. But like negative comments towards yourself will not help your mental health or mental state. Um, It won't help you self-improve, in my opinion. Providing yourself uh, self-confidence will give you that self-improvement. So, And and like what Aaron was saying is um, the productivity that he's had has been a direct 
correlation with his self-image, right? He was super stressed out. He wasn't feeling good about himself because he wasn't productive. So therefore, when he was, his self-image, and when I say self-image, like self-talk, um, dramatically improved. Um, so that was good. That was really good, Connor. Aaron's talked about this already. The, 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 the first step is definitely productivity. That's something I forgot to add because I definitely did a good job at a young age of acquiring what productivity is. Um, and that's honestly one of the most important things here at Close the Gate, and that's what I teach everyone, is that productivity is the number one step to getting and achieving any of your goals mm -hmm. um, because it gets you addicted to work ethic, right? Mm -hmm. And to be productive in terms of self-improvement intellectually, the number one step is reading and then listening to audiobooks or podcasts and just constantly learning. Like if you live life as a learner and realizing the day you realize that no one has it figured out, you you figured it out, mm -hmm. right? Because, and I might have said this before on a podcast, but master, I don't like the term master, right? Nobody's a master if you're a constant learner. Mm -hmm. You know what I'm saying? Like, yeah. even me as a trainer teaching you all this stuff about basketball, there's still a ton of stuff that I still have to learn, mm -hmm. right? To therefore give to you. So we're not masters um, just because we're teaching you the game of basketball. We yeah. can always constantly learn, which is something that is huge step for you to understand that to become the best person you can be. Mm -hmm. That's and that that's why constant self reflection is a huge thing too. Because you, there's always things you can improve on. Like like um, <clears throat> you don't want to just kind of become comfortable and stagnant. If it, like and by stagnant, I mean you don't want to you don't want to stop moving because because then then other people are still constantly improving and they're just you're relatively not going to be as good as you were at once at one point if that makes sense 100 percent relative to any kind of competition you have i don't want to get too off topic but you still have to um, understand how balance works and we've said millions of times that balance is the key to mm -hmm. living a content life if all you do there's a point of no return if all you do is think about self-improvement, then you're actually going to have worse returns mm -hmm. because you don't get the brain relief of spending time with your family or um, worrying about your social life. Like mm -hmm. um, that seven wheel of life thing is such a great thing to follow. So I thought, I thought that was good, Aaron. Mm -hmm. I just, I just wanted to remind people, it's not like we work 20 hours a day and we're just constantly doing things to self-improve. Um, it's just like with everything that you're trying to add to your life, it's a progression. Right. So start with productivity, then move on to trying to read more, to listen more, mm -hmm. and then have self-reflection and measure your improvement. Yeah. Um, so that was really, really good, Aaron. Are we ready for speed round? Do yeah, we, we can off? we can do a speed round. Can we do it? Okay. I'll I'll do an outro after we're done with the speed round. <laughs> um actually why why don't we why don't we go around and do this? What is your guys' favorite book? <laughs> <laughs> I don't, Bro, come on. You I haven't read a single read. life book? I don't have a favorite book. I don't. I, the Bible? I, can I say that? No. Well, I don't have one. Okay, do you listen to a podcast? All right, I, I can say something. Okay. Um, for me, I wouldn't necessarily call it a book, but I have notifications on for, it's called the Player's Tribune. Have you guys heard of that before? Yeah. So it's just kind of uh, underground and like background stories of... So the Players Tribune is like, like underground, kind of behind the scenes um, of what like goes through, whether it's like a Super Bowl run or depression issue with a professional athlete, 
Um, I just think they're super informative and super well-written and they come from uh, the Players' Tribune articles. They come from the players themselves. So I think they're not heart-touching, but it's very meaningful when they talk about it. My favorite podcast is us. We are geniuses. We know everything. (laughs) Uh, One thing I forgot to add to earlier when we were talking about reading i've said this before on the first pod- podcast but i used to take my students home with like word puzzles to do to try and figure out i'd give them a question and then i'd give them the letters but they had to figure out what the word was um and i wrote down the cheat code to life was seven letters can you guess what it was reading reading right um and the reason for that is because when you read you're attaining more knowledge and then everything else around you follows that knowledge and all facets of your life are increased mm-hmm. um so I, th- I thought i wanted to add that in so you gatekeepers know that reading and learning constant learning is the cheat code to life and i'll i'll add my favorite book gosh that's hard I re- i've read and listened to a lot of books the one that's always stuck with me is the four agreements um, it's this book about four principles on the ways to live your life. And I, I'll actually look up what those four principles are, but Tom, this is actually Tom Brady's favorite book. He's talked about it multiple times, but the, the, the things he talks about are very similar to what we talk about on this podcast on how to live a life better, um, for other people. Agreement one is be impeccable with your word. Um, so that's basically meaning like, Everything you say is truthful, and when you say you're going to do something, you're going to do it. Um, you're honest with that person, and that's honestly one of the biggest rabbit holes that people get themselves going down on is when they're not impeccable with their word. The second agreement is don't take anything personally, which is a really good one. We'll probably go more in-depth with that for a podcast topic, but um, I- ignoring judgment, basically, um, and knowing what you're doing is right. Um, and not worrying about other people's opinions. Mm-hmm. The third one that I've, I've always, always um, practiced is don't make assumptions, um, which is why so many people get let down is because they get their hopes up way too much because of these assumptions. The book has a great example. It's like um, this really cute girl smiles at you in the hallway or something, and you get your hopes up thinking this girl likes you. You go try to talk to this girl. She doesn't want to date you, and now you're devastated, right? That would never would have happened if you didn't make the assumption in the first place. Mm-hmm. Um, so it's basically trying to tell you to keep a level head and not getting too high or too low. And then the fourth, the goat of all agreements, always do your best. And we've talked about that millions of times. Um, always doing your best leads to no regret, which leads to a content life. So that's that's probably a great starter book for anyone listening right now that wants to get into reading. Um, you guys got any questions for me? What was the, f- your favorite age? Like what, what was your favorite year of your life? Oh, that's a good question. That is tough. Mm, it probably had to be like seventh or eighth grade. Really? Uh, maybe not. I don't know. Definitely when I was really young. You'd I probably, wish you I probably just enjoyed life more back then. Like, yeah, music. no, well I just, I, when I train some of our little kids, I'm just like, dude, I just wish I was a little kid again. <laughs> I know, dude. <laughs> so I'd probably say like a, a pretty young age. But you don't realize it when you're so young, though. Oh, no. You're not smart enough. No. If I could go back and be a really little kid again, I would definitely what do was that. that. What was that quote? Youthfulness is wasted on the young or something yeah, like that? Yeah, that's a good quote. What is this, like nine, ten years old? No, third grade. Third grade, fourth grade, something like that. I don't know. Looking back at it, I could definitely 
that's that's the age I would want to go back to. Harrison Elementary. Harrison Elementary. On on the playground, sports, kickball. Yeah. What, what were you gonna say? Third and fourth grade, nine ten. I would go straight back to middle school, straight to like seventh grade. <laughs> that was so fun, dude. Middle school, you could just do whatever you wanted to, but I would definitely go straight back to middle school. No worries in the world. Exactly. It's like that tweener age. Yeah. Um, that was a good question, Aaron. Connor, you got Thank one? You. What is your favorite March Madness moment ever? Oh. Uh, I don't know if this is a March Madness moment, but I remember it vividly. No, don't say um, No, I'm not. What do you think I'm going to say? 2015 Wisconsin in the championship? No, no, what? I was going to say when Ben Bruss hit that half-court shot. That was sick. That, I remember, I remember st- getting up out of my couch, giving my dad a high-five like it was yesterday. That was probably my favorite my favorite college basketball moment. To, uh, Michigan. Yeah. They were ranked two undefeated. That was sweet. The Badgers beat them. Mine probably... I could say some Lonzo moments, but I probably Stop. But I won't. I'll save Badger moment. Probably, I mean the Bronson Koenig like corner oh, shot yeah. was sick. That I'm, was fun. I, I I actually do remember vividly, Aaron, when we were in the hotel. Oh yeah, when we won the final or we went to the final. Four. Yeah, when we beat Arizona. Uh-huh. Me and you were sitting in the hotel room. We were at state in like seventh grade or I something. That was really, yeah. So probably, well, I think. The Kentucky when we beat Kentucky, that was probably my favorite. Mm. I, I was yeah, I was I was in Kentucky when that happened too. Same, I was really? at B Dubs in Kentucky. I was in a hotel when we beat room. Kentucky. Yeah, I remember being scared because we had a Wisconsin license plate outside, <laughs> and I was like, I was little, so I was like scared that we were gonna like uh, someone was gonna try to hurt us or something. I don't know. That is funny. Great question, Good question. Um, so to recap, gatekeepers, the uh, self improvement is honestly what I've been constantly trying to do over the last year. And it's what I um, encourage all of you gatekeepers to actually start giving more thought to. That's what Coach Aaron and Coach Honor both said, that they could uh, probably be doing a better job in their um, their wheel of balance and their wheel of life. Um, but the number one step to becoming more self-improved is, of course, productivity. But once you get past that stage, um, reading and listening and constantly, constantly trying to learn and knowing that you've ever um, that you never know enough and that there's always um, more to learn and more ways to evolve. That's when you've truly um, learned how to become more self-improved. Um, thank you, Gatekeeper, so much for listening. I'm Coach Cat. <laughs> I'm Coach Jack, Coach Connor, Coach Aaron. We out, baby. Peace. Thank you guys so much for listening to this episode of Off the Court. If you're listening to this on Apple Podcasts, please don't forget to leave reviews if you haven't yet. This helps us with engagement and helps us rank higher to make an influence on more basketball lives. I also strongly encourage you guys to check out our free ebook download that's 25 pages long, How to Unlock the Mental Side of the Game. I was a player that was constantly grinding and constantly working, and it was really hard for me not to see results from the amount of work I was putting in. But this ebook that I wrote 
dives exactly into those types of questions. I was completely ignoring the most important part of basketball, which is the mental side of the game. So the 25 page ebook that I wrote is for you guys to give yourselves a leg up on your competition and almost like a secret weapon. I call it the basketball cheat code. Also check out our website, ctghoops.com. On there, we got tons of programs that you guys can download to make yourselves a better basketball player. We have the CTG productivity notebook, helping you guys become addicted to productivity. Of course, in-person training, We are located now in multiple cities. And then we have the CTG blog, free education on becoming your best basketball self. Lastly, follow all our social media pages at CTG Hoops, where we post multiple times a day, trying to make you the best player and person that you can be. All the links for these are down in the description below. Thank you guys so much. Make sure you guys check out all the other episodes of Off the Court and make sure you're ready for next week's episode. I'm Coach Jack. We out, baby. Peace.